Hello, wonderful earthly beings and unearthly beings. My name is Natalia. Welcome back to another episode of Third Eye Sifes. Um, I'm your host, Natalia. There you go. And uh, and this this is a podcast. This is a podcast on what do we talk about here, guys? We talk about self improvement, uh, self realization, esoteric knowledge anything and everything spiritual, as well as conspiracy theories, law of attraction, current news, and a bunch of other good stuff to help you realize your truest potential, people. So with that being said, let's get right into the episode! Third Eye Sifes. Third Eye Sifes. That's right. We are back. We are back, baby. It is Friday. It is Fry-yay. I'm going to eat some fries today. Am I? Should I? Should I? You know what? I think I think I just might. Some some yummy uh, sweet potato fries to balance my vata energy. Um, I feel like I've been pretty in balance. I mean, not pretty in balance. Pretty in, I-N, as in Natalia, in balance, which means I'm all aligned people, not M with an M for, I don't, I don't know, think of something that starts with an M, anyways, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been, I've been feeling good, guys, I've been feeling good, but not only have I been feeling good, um, things have been happening, things have been happening in my life, and not only have I been feeling good, not about those things in particular, but, um, I've been feeling good, that's one, Two things are happening in my life. Uh, is it good? Is it bad? It's perception. Um, and then three, there is a, a, something energetic going on. There is something energetic going on, and I've been talking about it for the last what is it? Two weeks now, or one week? I don't know. I mentioned it in. Have you guys seen the what was it? February? Did I do January? It was the February, yeah, it was the February card reading, the most recent card reading that I did on my IGTV on Instagram. And before I even did the card reading, I started off the video and I said, you know, I had this dream that something was, like, something was gonna happen, something big was gonna happen. And it wasn't until after I had that dream that I realized something big was happening or something big is gonna happen. And I had been feeling tired, I had been feeling drained. Still, that is still a present thing. Um, And then even I... I started one of uh, the yoga classes that I I start online for my job, and um, one of our teachers, she does card readings, and she reads the Akashic Records, and she's she's very much into into, uh, conversations with, uh, you know, spiritual beings, and the first thing she said when she got in class, she was like, there is a big shift going on, and like, yes, yes, there is. There is a big shift going on. There's something... There's just something going on. I don't know what it is. I can't really say what it is, but there's just something going on. Have you? Are, are you guys feeling it? What are you guys feeling? I'm feeling tired, and I'm seeing so many things happen in my life. So, getting into that, um, one thing that has just happened, the first thing, actually, was, like, kind of the, the triggering, um, was that my boyfriend's dad ended up in the hospital for COVID, and that was a very scary moment. He's still in the hospital to this day, like today. Um, I think it'll be the end of his third week today. That's a pretty long time. And he's been off on oxygen and it's, it's been pretty scary. Um, one week into that, was it one week? One week and a half into that of him being into, in the hospital, that being a major thing, my boss's mom passes away. And now this is also a big thing, and she's been kind of expecting it, but it's it's super sad, so it's kind of like a, a, a shift that that's happening within the company, that's what's happening in her personally, and just by me working for her and working with her, um, it does kind of shift something in my life too, like as a, I don't want to say as a consequence, but as a kind of like a result or cause and effect kind of thing. Um, and then... A few days into her mom passing, my grandmother ended up in the hospital, and she is in the hospital now. She's been in the hospital for about a week now. Um, first, it was kind of uh, 
they thought it was pneumonia at first, and then they found out it's CHF, which was it, which is um, congestive heart failure, um, which resulted them into doing open heart surgery. Now I've had open heart surgery when not because of that, but when I was what was it I, nine? I think I was nine, turning ten. Um, yeah, was I? I don't know. I know it happened in I think twenty ten. I don't know, maybe I was 11. I think I was 11. Um, yeah, there was no way I was 9. Okay, yeah, there's no way I was 9. I was 11, turning 12, actually. Um, and, yeah, so... She ended up going through that surgery on Monday. Monday or Tuesday morning. Um, and then it was two... It's been, two, like, two days. Well, yesterday was, like, two days after her surgery. Two or three days after her surgery. And this morning, she actually just had a stroke, and they transferred her to another hospital. So this is super personal to me because it's my grandmother. It's not, like, my boyfriend's dad. It's not my boss's mom. It's my own grandmother. Um, so it's very, it's very personal. And a reoccurring theme because of all of this, and this is the reason why I'm talking about it, is death. And the... Uh, let me backtrack like a little bit more. Um, before my my boss's mom passed, so like the second kind of phase of this, um, my cat Haku she had a cardiologist appointment because a year ago they found that she might have had an, uh, an enlarged heart or showing signs of heart disease, and like a few days or maybe yeah like maybe four or a week before I don't know. Um, a week after my dad, my dad, my boyfriend's dad ended up in the hospital. A week after that, then Haku, my cat, had her cardiologist appointment. And that confirmed that she does have heart disease. And it's progressive, not at a fast rate, but she just won't live as long as other cats. So that is also super personal to me. So it, But it's just the reoccurring theme of having to see that death is a thing and of course it's a thing and we all know it but nobody really wants to think about it often and I have been thinking about it often just because it's been reoccurring in my life often but just being on the spiritual path death is something that we think about a lot because it is it is kind of I don't want to say the basis of most spiritual paths but it, it is very important to a lot of spiritual paths so it's just something that we have to constantly reflect on and, and think about the actions that we do in this present life and how we can prepare for the next life if there is a next life um, and, and all of that stuff. So it, that death in general is a huge part of the spiritual path and it is something that I think about frequently just because I've personally had a near-death experience and that just having that experience has led me to constantly think about death it feels like death is always around my like on my shoulder and just I always feel like I'm gonna die like doing so not doing something stupid but just like in a stupid way like I'm gonna die and be like wow really that's how I died um but it is something that I feel is just on my shoulder always ever since that experience that I had if you're interested in knowing what that experience was I think check out the 1212 episode I don't know let me go back what specifically it's called but I know in the title it says 1212 uh let's see mm. okay it has to be in September okay was it this one September 11 oh wait no September is 9 okay <laughs> to December, duh. <laughs> um, okay, December 11th. Okay, so it is season 2, episode 24, Energy Update, Eclipse Portal, 1212, and more. That is the title uh, where I talk about what happened on 1212. Um, a very synchronistic day for me, and that was my, my near-death experience kind of day. It was mostly mental. It wasn't like anything was physically threatening me, but something, something was threatened. Not threatening me, but I don't know. Something something happened that day. Just listen to the story, guys. Um, but anyway, so ever since then, I've been feeling like death is just waiting for me, right? Like, I feel like I cheated death. And that now it's just been waiting for me. Like, waiting for any little moment just to... And then that's it. Um, 
so anyways, just with these reoccurring themes that have happened, the first that made me think about it was my boyfriend's father because it's COVID. He's in the hospital. They were, you know, talking about putting him on a ventilator. And they said that, you know, 80% of people that get put on ventilators with COVID don't make it out. And it's super scary. And, and me mentally preparing for for anything that could happen. Of course, I don't want to prepare for the worst or imagine that the worst is going to happen because a lot of, obviously, a lot of people do recover and he is recovering right now. So, but um, it's just that slight thought that you have. And I was trying to mentally prepare to be there for my boyfriend if that were to happen. And of course, I was not, like, I did not want that to happen and I wasn't counting on it or anything. But it's just something that, like, a slight thought that you think about it. And I'm sure that he kind of thought about it too, my boyfriend. Like, what if? And the same thing with my grandmother. When she ended up in the hospital, my first initiate, like, my first initial reaction wasn't like, oh my gosh, she's gonna die. Like, that's not it. But it's as it got progressively kind of worse or more serious it's just a slight thought that I had to have in my head because she is older and then it's not something that I want to think about specifically because it's like you know my personal kind of thing so it's like no 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 no. there's no way that's gonna happen but then like my grandmother like speaking to my grandmother also kind of was like engraving that into my head and I was try- I was like telling her like stop stop talking to me about this and she's like you have to understand like you're on my will and talking about her will and I have to sign these paperwork and that it's very important and I'm like what are you talking about like you're preparing me for you to die and like I don't want to hear this I don't want to hear this so it's just these chain of events have been happening and it's a theme that the universe is forcing me to look at and I don't know if this has been happening to your life presently, but if it is, I'm so interested to know. Like, please let me know if this is something that's been happening to you um, personally. And uh, I would love to talk about it because then that would mean that there is a reoccurring theme in a lot of people's lives at the moment. So it could be something that's universal or it could just be something that's very personal to me. So anyways, that that's kind of just the the basis of what we're going to be talking about today, which is death, um, specifically reincarnation versus rebirth. So the Hindu perspective of reincarnation and, um, the Buddhist perspective of rebirth. Since we did talk about Buddhism, an intro to Buddhism last week, um, and then we did do an intro to Hinduism, not last week, but we did do it a few months ago. I think it was Wow, maybe November, December... Oh, no, October, actually, because that was the Halloween episode. So, yeah, it's season two, episode 19, an intro to Hinduism. And then I also kind of talk a little bit about Halloween because it was Halloween. Um, So, anyway, and that's so weird. I I thought it was funny because the intro to Hinduism was on a holiday. And then so the intro to Buddhism was also on a holiday, um, which was Chinese New Year. So, I don't know. Very interesting, very interesting uh, t- timeline, guys. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so, anyways, um, I did, I did, I did pull a card for you guys, but before that, let me, let me just kind of, how, how have you been? What, what has been happening in your life? Reflect on this past week, since the last time me and you talked. What, what has been happening? Has anything good happened? What is one positive thing that you can think of immediately like well that that was a positive thing that happened it it doesn't have to be too crazy like you won a million dollars I mean maybe you didn't if you did congratulations um I'm I'm so happy for you because that's that's great this big news um but uh anything like it'd be like oh I uh went for a walk today and it was really nice like that that's amazing that's great I'm glad you enjoyed your walk that's, that's, that's awesome, because that is actually something that is on our self-care list. So, going through our self-care list, are you drinking waters? That is the number one thing. That is the number one thing. I have my water right here. Look, if you have water next to you right now, take a sip right now. I've, I'm, I'm forcing you guys. I'm putting my intentions out there for you to drink a, just a sip, a little sip of water right now. Okay, well... I, I hope you enjoyed that refreshing that refreshing drink. Are you drinking good, clean water? Are you drinking BPA-free, out-of-BPA-free bottles? Do you know what BPA means? Um, well, if you don't, look it up. Look it up. Uh, we talked about it maybe a couple episodes back, two or three episodes back. Um, 
but honestly, I can't, I can't remember, guys. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it, but it is in a lot of plastics. Oh, it's like poly... Poly... Methylbehide. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But it's this chemical that is in most plastics that they have been putting in since the 60s. I don't know why we still even have that as a thing. Um, but it is in, like, canned foods. It's in, like, baby products. It's in, uh... It's in a lot of stuff. And, uh, it's not... It's like hormones, kind of. Uh, it kind of reminded me of estrogen. Um, it's on receipt paper, too. Like, if you touch receipts, there's, like, BPA or estrogen on it. So it is kind of like estrogen. Um, minus, like, the, I don't know, female hormones? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Just look it up, guys. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Um, so you should be, like, you know, holding your water in a glass or... Uh, a nice, like, stainless steel bottle, or, I don't know, something like that. You know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, are you eating healthy foods? Are you eating organic? Organic is good, guys. Organic, there's no pesticides, you know, the prana, the life force energy of the, the food is, is, is high strong there. It's very, it's very nourishing. Are you eating those dark, leafy greens? Those are the healthiest greens for you. The darker the green... The um, darker the spleen? I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, I don't know. Well, it's good for you guys. It's good for you. Let's let's eat some non-GMOs. Why would you want a, a genetically modified organism? It's an organism, guys. You're eating organisms that are genetically modified, made by freaking lab people. And they're like, ooh, let's create organisms and feed them to the public. No. No. We don't want that. Okay, um, how's your mental health going on? Did you go on that walk? Are you taking a break? Are you relaxing? Are you playing? Are you having fun? Are you doing the things that you love? Are you creating? Are you exploring new places? What are you doing? Do you have a support system? Do you have good friends that are there for you, that will talk to you, that can actually communicate and be there for you and understand and emphasize with you or em and emphasize not emphasize empathize empathize there you go empathize um yeah can you express yourself to them can you express yourself fully not even to them but just in general can you express yourself are you journaling are you writing down how you're feeling or your emotions through whether it be art or just a regular journal or just just anything you know just anything. Just expressing yourself. Um, well, I hope you are. I hope you're doing well. I hope you are taking care of yourself. I hope you're treating yourself as the divine being it is. Because it is. If you... It's so weird because, you know, there's so many perspectives on it. And, you know, you think of... You think of some sadhus who... They say, well, I am not the body. You know, I am... I am the, you know, the consciousness that, that is a part of God. I am not this body. I don't care for this body. So they don't care about the body. They don't feed themselves. They don't bathe themselves. They don't do anything because they want to disassociate themselves with the body so much because they know that they are not this physical existence. They are not the body. So it helps them reach that, that state of awareness and that state of consciousness and bring them to that unity when they detach themselves from everything that has to do with the material world including the personal body but then you know there's these other other teachings and 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 also sadhus take tantra for example tantra is you know uh appreciating the the senses or the the physical existence through touch taste smell um and this is appreciating the body, caring for the body, saying that the body is your temple. This body is your vehicle, the, the vehicle of your consciousness. Without this body, how would you be here on earth being able to experience this experience, to experience, to experience this life and to come to know God, to come to that state of self-realization? How could we do that in this lifetime without the body? So... There's very there's very, there's there's just a lot of perspectives that we can that we can go go about it. Um, it's very interesting, you know. You could take 
take either path. I feel both paths lead to awareness. It's just kind of up to you if you want to, I don't know, take the body into consideration or not. But anyways, whatever you decide to do, I hope it's the right choice and I hope you, I hope you attain, I hope you attain Nirvana. We'll be talking a little bit about Nirvana today. But anyways, so going into the card reading, but before that, a lovely word from our sponsors. Okay, welcome back, guys. So, I did pull... I did pull a card for us. I pulled, actually, a couple cards. Maybe a few. Maybe several. No, I'm joking. Um, but I'll kind of tell you what happened here. If you guys know, uh, you know, my card readings, they're kind of just like... Like, if one... If I get one, I'm just like, what is this? I'll take another one. And then if I'm like, what is this? Then I take another one. Um, you, you just know. So, anyways, the first deck that I pulled from was the Universe Has Your Back deck. And the first card that I got, you know, I was shuffling and then... You know, I, I did my usual routine. Nothing nothing came out to me. Uh, I did my usual routine, cut it in half, took the deck... And took the card from the deck. And the first card that I got was... I am the dreamer of my dream. I was like, I can't just tell them this. I can't just end the card reading with, I am the dreamer of my dream. But, I am the dreamer of my dream. It is your dream, and you are the one dreaming it. So, this is kind of another way of saying, you are the creator of your creation. You are the creator of your life. Everything that you create, you are the creator of. Therefore, you are in control of what you create. Since you are the dreamer of your own dream, you are able to manipulate that dream because you are the dreamer. You are the one doing it. So this is basically saying you are the creator of your reality, what you create. So keep just, just keep that in mind because the reading gets a little bit deeper. This is like the intro into it. Just, just keep in mind that you are the creator of your reality. So then I was like, okay, good, give me another card, Uni. Like, what is this? And then it said, in every moment, the universe is conspiring to bring me toward right-minded thinking and the energy of love. In every moment, the universe is conspiring to bring me toward right-minded thinking and the energy of love. So now you're the creator of your reality. And in every single moment, the universe is helping you bring you toward right-minded thinking and the energy of love. Now, the energy of love is God consciousness itself. Um, let's just see it in that in this, in this perspective or reading, but th that's just how I see it in general. Love is unity consciousness. It is God. It is source. It is Brahman. So, it's saying that the universe, who is also God, um, is bringing you toward right-minded thinking. And God itself. So right-minded thinking. Right-minded thinking you could see as the right path. The right choices. The right view. So it's bringing... So the universe, God, is always in every moment bringing you closer to God, in, God itself. But also leading you on the right path to God. Leading you towards the right decisions. What is it? Countdown to goodness. I'm sorry, my computer is like, okay, we're counting down now. I'm like, what are you counting down to? I hope it doesn't restart. I'll be highly, highly upset. Um, okay, so keeping that in mind. So now we are the creators of our, of our reality. But in our reality, God is always conspiring us to put us on the right path of the... Of towards self-realization or towards the realization of God. So it's kind of contradicting in a way because it's saying you create your reality, but at the same time, God is always conspiring to put you on the right path or bring you closer to like, self-realization or God consciousness. So it's like, are you the creator of your, of your reality or like, are you not? And this is something I always talk about. I say we are the co-creators because yes, we control. Yes, like, yes, we control everything. So like, like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, you control that. Yeah. Oh, I want to do this. You can manifest this, manifest that. And all of that you are creating, yes. But it's not as if it wasn't written already. 
let's just say it's already in stone. Every single move you decide to make, every decision you make, every path you choose to take is already written in stone in in the maybe Akashic Records, you might say. So, moving on to that, I decided, you know, I, I, I took these cards and I was just like, I don't know, what am I going to do with these cards? What, what should I do? And then... I, was, I, I just got the urge, I got the, the, the message or the feeling that I should pull from the Energy Oracle card deck that I have. And I, that's, that's just what I decided to do. So then I opened up the Energy Oracle card deck because since I have been feeling this energetical shift, I've been feeling something. I was like, we need, we need something. What is happening here energetically? What is the universe trying to tell us through these messages that we are the creators of our reality, but God is also leading us onto this path what what is happening and the card that now this card flew out to me i shuffled the card i asked what do they need to know shuffled the card and this card shuffled the deck and the card flew out and this card is the journey card i don't know if we've gotten this before we might have maybe months back but we got the journey card and it, it's showing a girl she is walking across a bridge holding a lantern and she has suitcases with her so she's on a journey she's about to embark on a journey and that is what this card is telling us that we have just embarked on a journey or we are about to embark on a journey whether it be we're traveling somewhere we might have to travel somewhere physically whether it be for work personal reasons or maybe even a vacation but there's some kind of transfer going on some kind of movement some kind of beginning of something so whether it be a physical relocation maybe you're moving um you are embarking on a new journey so bringing this all together something is happening right now that we are starting anew at something a journey is happening basically something has there's a shift that i've been feeling that that's just been happening and then there is I'm sorry, I lost, I lost my path. I was looking at, I was reading the signs on the card, and I, was, I, I said something that I didn't even mean, which was, and this is, um, that was a, a brain, a brain fart. But okay, so I've been feeling this shift, right? And it's basically like whatever this shift, like this shit, this shit, this shit. Oh my god, this shift resulted in us embarking on a journey so the shift pushed us into this new this new realm this new kind of this new path basically and now that we are walking this new path the universe wants us to let us know that in every moment it is always bringing us to the perfect path to realize unity consciousness but to keep in mind that we are also the creators of our own reality so we're embarking on this journey but the universe is trying to tell us, like, hey, you're about to go on this journey, and I'm just letting you know that I'm here. I'm always leading you to right-minded thinking, to the perfect path, to the right way to go about things, to help you realize your true, your true potential, your true realization, right? Your true self. But keep in mind that you are the creator of reality. Don't leave everything to God, and I say this all the time because... The universe will not help you if you don't help yourself first. So this is when you're the creator of your reality comes in. Because, okay, see, look at... We couldn't update Windows because your device wasn't free at the scheduled time at 11.14 today. Wait an hour. Okay, I'm just gonna wait an hour. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um, that settles that. Um, so yeah, keep in mind that you are still the painter of the painting, the writer of the story. You are still the one guiding yourself. It's not like, you know, you're going to be just walking in life and then, like, God's, like, physically whispering in your ear, like, okay, turn left. Okay, pick up that cup. Okay, do this. Like, all of these things you're doing yourself, even though it may be written already, it's still in this, in this conscious life, in this waking human life. We are making the decisions. We are you know, walking, we are picking things up, talking, speaking, moving, we are doing all of these ourselves, And that is something that we have to keep in mind, that the choices we make are the choices that we are making. Now, God is 
bringing us closer to his light or the universe is bringing us to that universal consciousness and is always leading us on the right path towards that but we have to keep in mind that we are still making our own choices so just to keep in mind on this uh journey that we are all embarking on because that it also felt super personal that this may be a new journey that i am embarking on and whatever it may be i don't know we just uh we just gotta see that's literally all i can do is we just gotta see so getting into this lovely episode i don't even know okay i did um (laughs) uh yeah getting into this episode guys reincarnation rebirth what happens after what first what happens after we die guys what do you think happens after we die on so many different perspectives and it's so funny because i the reason why i actually decided to talk about this today was that you know i was talking to one of the teachers at my yoga studio and we were talking about you know our our boss's mom passing and how you know my my boyfriend's dad ended up in the hospital and my grandma's in the hospital and how everything kind of just like happened at the same time like right after one another and then you know we start a little talking about a bit about death now she's chinese so i don't know like i know a lot of chinese people are christian i don't like i don't i don't really know honestly um like i don't know if she's any type of religion or anything i think she told me she wasn't any type of religion um but we she just said like what do you think happens after after death and I told her, like, it's really hard to say because I have so many different, you know, philosophies and spiritualities in my mind that I can't, like, I haven't come to my own conclusion yet, which I kind of have, but, you know, it's it's not definite. I'm not, like, betting my life on it or, you know, any anything like that. But, um, yeah, so she said, yeah, I think there's, like, a pit stop, um... That, you know, after we die, there might be, like, this little pit stop where we get reunited with all our past family members and then we move on into reincarnation or we're reborn. Um, And then I asked my boyfriend later that day, like, later yesterday, last night, and he kind of said the same thing without me telling her, telling him that she said that. I just told him, like, what do you think happens after death? And then he kind of said the same thing. And I kind of want to... I want to agree I didn't agree with her when she said it but then when we when me and my boyfriend talked he kind of made me understand that perspective a little more I, I don't know if she thought like it in his perspective but he is also aware of like multi like multi dimensions and stuff like that so that helped me understand it because I am like I'm also very kind of interested in that and and keep that as a, a very like a a main theme or how do you say like uh, a, a reality like I see that more being the case that there being like infinite dimensions and and realities and stuff like that so he said that it's kind of like when you die there's like that okay so this is what I said before I even said this is what I said I said why would there be a pit stop with our past family members if they're reincarnated like why are they there if they're being reincarnated if reincarnation or rebirth is a thing why why do we see them if they've been reincarnated and then he said that there's like a different version of them that stays at the pit stop and then like another version of them like gets reincarnated and then at first i was like what and then he was like yeah like it's like different dimensions and like uh, like different um, to been different versions of themselves. And then I was like, oh, okay. So now this is like what I've understood from that is that since we are multidimensional beings, we exist on multiple planes of existence. Now, when you die, I get, I don't know who makes this process. God makes this process or I don't know. Like, I like, what is this process? Like, as soon as we die, does everybody go straight to the same place, which is that middle mid stop where they meet the families and then they go to wherever like whatever happened in their previous life or they're just reborn or like what what like i guess then the decision is made after that like okay talk to your family members say hi and then the decisions will be made i don't know if that happens for everybody but like that that's like a thing a possibility um but then 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I saw that as a thing, like, once you die, then you're sent to, like, this certain, like, purgatory dimension, right? This, like, middle dimension where you meet your family members, like, a different versions of them who just stayed there, I guess. And then, like, they just collect, like, all, a version of me will end up staying there. So then when, like, a, another family member dies, then they'll meet me there, too, I guess. And then, But then I still carry, like, I still go on to be reborn or reincarnated, even though a version of me stays on that dimension, I guess. But I wouldn't see the purpose of that. Like, what, just to say hi to dead family members? Like, that doesn't make, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. It just seems like, I mean, I know a lot of things are purposeless, like, including our existence, kind of. Um, so I guess it could be possible, because, like, you know, not everything makes sense. So, I mean, it could just be a thing. It could just be a troll thing that, you know, the universe does like, to troll us. I don't know. I don't know, guys. But anyways, we're, well, let's go into... let's. What do the Hindus have to say? What do the Buddhists have to say? So, first, let's, let's kind of differentiate what is reincarnation and what is rebirth now reincarnation is a concept and a lot these two terms are most like how do you say like (laughs) um used interchangeably which is very incorrect um and very misinterpreted that's what i meant to say so reincarnation this is a theory um, by Hindus or Jainism, or I think Sikh also believe in, uh, reincarnation. Um, and then rebirth is the Buddhist perspective. So talking about reincarnation first, let's first say what reincarnation is so we can know what rebirth is not, right? So reincarnation, reincarnation, this means, this is, uh, this is stating the existence of the Atman, or the soul, right? Atman Atman is Brahman. The soul is God, or God is the soul, right? So, Atman. This is the soul. This is something within us. This, Whatever is within our physical bodies now, this is something that continues on, that, you know, we've we've had past lives from, we, go, we reincarnate into future lives. This is a transmigration of the soul over lifetimes. And so this is how, like, some people have, like, memories of their past lives and um you know they've lived many lives before this they've lived many lives in the future now i'm not gonna (laughs) that's kind of going off topic but um yeah so it's basically like one soul this consciousness like not even consciousness because consciousness means like the mind and and kind of like the waking state i feel as if the soul, the soul is that that energy that is within us. I guess I guess you could call it consciousness. That one small drop of the bigger ocean, right? The one little arm that sticks out of let's call it like one finger that sticks out of like the ten arm Devi Ma, right? Or something like that. Like we are a small part or one strand of hair from her hair. Like we are one of the big universal thing, right? And so we all have these individual consciousness and we're these souls and we reincarnate. We all have all these past lives and we get reborn into new lives. And then in those lives, we might remember our past lives or just it keeps going on. But we're the same soul. We are the same soul. Um, and this is also a journey towards self-realization, so it's kind of like, and this is this is kind of what the, the Buddhist concept of samsara. Now, if you want to know more about just both of these aspects, I suggest you look into samsara um, or the Wikipedia page of samsara. And so this is the journey towards self-realization. This is the death and being reincarnated into a new soul, um, kind of in a better life or state than you were in your past life. So it's kind of like every time you get reincarnated, and it's like a good life then you like you're doing you're doing better and better in each life kind of until you reach self-realization or you know buddhahood it as in buddhists call it so it's kind of like just being reborn until you are free of that endless cycle of samsara of life and death and suffering so that brings us into 
uh, the Buddhist perspective of rebirth. Now, rebirth, the Buddha talked about anatta or anatman, which is the no self. This is the no soul. This is saying that our individuality, our consciousness is all an illusion. There is no individual. There is nothing that, there's no form that continues on. We are constantly changing in every second. And this is a major theme in Buddhism because the Buddha saw impermanence everywhere. He saw that everything in this universe, in this reality, is constantly changing. Nothing is permanent. So what would make us any different? Why would we have a soul that is permanent, that is one soul and, and keeps going on? Why doesn't that change too, right? So he, what Buddha was saying was that we are also impermanent, including this consciousness or this soul is impermanent. It's not something that moves on to a next life and we just kind of keep going. We are also impermanent. Um, but, so if that's the case, then what is being reborn? Why is it called rebirth? And the Buddha says that there is nothing that goes on into another life besides the energy that we harnessed. Now, this varies by school, but almost all uh, Buddhist schools agree that it is a mental consciousness that is reborn. That is reborn and it returns to the universal consciousness. The energy. The energy of our consciousness. So... It's as so when we die, everything is energy, right? And this kind of Buddha, Buddhists also, you know, they they realize this, right? And from a f physical or physics perspective, metaphysics, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. We are energy itself. Everything in this reality, everything in this universe, in this world, right now, <laughs> is energy. It is all made up of energy, including us, since it is cannot be created. And it cannot be destroyed. When our physical body dies, the energy that is harnessed within us does not also die. So that is what is being reborn. Now, it goes super deeper depending on which school because everything is so deep, guys. Everything is so deep. And I'm telling you, if you're interested in this, you have to do the research for yourself because I am touching the very layers of all of this, all of this, everything that I talk about are just the layers to get you to think, wow, this is a thing, this is a perspective, and then help you go into the research yourself or the teachings or the practices, right? So the energy, when it's released from our bodies, when we die, it's kind of just like, like you know, like folds away or whatever, um, or it just goes into like a different realm because it's not on the same frequency as the physical realm anymore so automatically it's like in a different realm i'm assuming that's don't don't quote me out on that i'm just like thinking that that's what happens um and then that energy is what is reborn and it's kind of like a drop of water so that drop of water is your energy right your individual energy that has when your physical body dies like that's your energy that is leaving your body, right? That drop of water returns to the ocean, back to where it came from, right? If you tried to take a drop out of the ocean, it's not going to be the same drop that was just entered into it. It's going to be a completely different drop. This is that idea of rebirth, right? So it's, we return to the universal consciousness. But if we're, if we're reborn, if that drop is taken out to be reborn... It's not the same soul, it's not the same person, it's not the same drop, but it's, it is still from that same one, that same oneness. So, going into what is being reborn, this is called vinana, or consciousness, or qualities of consciousness. Your qualities of consciousness are what, what is being reborn. This is also karma. Karma means action. Now, not action, not the action itself, but the motivation or intention behind that action. It's the act of mind. Now, in Mayana Buddhism, they talk about kind of like this, con that we are like these containers of karma. So it's like the... 
the next life that we are reborn into, it's not our soul, but the qualities of karma that we accumulated in that past life is what shapes that energy into being that specific energy and determines what that next life is going to be. So say in this life, you know, you do a lot of messed up stuff. You're killing people, you're stealing, you're lying, you're doing, you're just super bad person, right? Every one of those little things you do are accumulating these little like karma points, basically. It's this energy, this karmic energy that that builds up into your energy field, into into that that life, that thing that is going to be reborn. And it's just kind of like this pool of karma. And when you physically die, that pool of karma, that is vibrating on this resonance of what you did, what you did in that lifetime, all that bad stuff. It's kind of like this low frequency kind of energy now. And now that it has to be reborn, it's not going to be reborn into, you know, a highly prestigious life. It's going to be born into a crappy life. It's going to be born into maybe a hellish realm life. But if you were to do amazing things, if you were to be generous and compassionate and loving and, you know, you serve, your, your life was to serve the people, to serve the public, then, you know, this is seen as virtuous or noble, right? And that karma accumulates and into your next life, you will be seen, you'll be born as a nobleman or somebody of high regard, right? So it kind of works like that. What you do in this life, in this moment, is always accumulating to determine what your next what your next life is going to be, right? So I would say, like, you know, if you're living a good life now, then you must have, you know, did a little less crappy life, your past life. If you're doing better in this one, you know, you want to try in this life to do even better and better and better. So then in your next life, then you'll you'll probably be rich, guys. I mean, you're rich in this life, but you know, you know what I mean, you know. So now talking about the realms of rebirth, this is still Buddhism. Now this is if you're reborn into like different realms basically so they talk about these six realms of rebirth now the first realm is the gods realms or the realms of the devas and this realm this is like the highest realm this is subdivided into 26 different sub realms um and this this is because of good karma accumulation so if you did a bunch of good stuff, if you did godly-like stuff, you know, you're, you'll be reincarnated, or not reincarnated, but reborn into the realm of the gods or the devas, right? Um, and then there's the human realm. Now, the, there's, okay, so it's, there's six realms, right, overall, and then they're split into three kind of, I mean, not three, like two categories. So there's, like, the godly realms, and then there's the hellish realm. So then, so... We have one, the God's realm, and then this is two, the human realm, or the Manusia, Manusia, Manusia realm. Oh, wait, what is it? Yeah, Manusia realm. And this is seen as a godly realm because we have the opportunity to attain nirvana. Our life is based on karma, so we have the ability to choose to make right decisions to accumulate that good karma or to accumulate bad karma so we have the ability and the option to attain nirvana to escape samsara in this human lifetime so this is considered a godly realm that we have this ability to do that now this third one this is still in the godly realm but sometimes it is marked as an evil realm and this is the realm of the demigods or the asuras and now asuras you know there's it's here and there right they they still fight with each other they still cause troubles for for the humans they create disasters and illness but um not all of them do so it's kind of like you know there's still trickster gods there's just because you're a demigod doesn't mean you're always like a good demigod so they also accumulate karma good and bad karma so it's kind of like the human realm but they have like superpowers (laughs) and they're obviously on a different dimension than us, and I'm sure they think differently and act differently or whatever, but it's still they still can accumulate both good and bad karma. Um, and then they can still be reborn into an even lesser realm or a higher realm. 
Um, okay, so now going into the hellish realms or the evil realms. The first is the animal realm or Tiriag. And now the animal realm, this is any animals. Like people say they want to be reborn into, you know, birds and all of this. And I always think like in my head, like, well, in Buddhism, like that's not really a good, <laughs> a really a good thing because you can't like, it's kind of like you're backtracking if you reincarnated as that. That means you didn't really do too good in this realm, so you had to be put into an animal. <laughs> um, but this is because animals react on impulse. They react on instinct, and they prey on each other. It's not like they have the con- like the waking consciousness to make nice decisions to be like, oh, like, um, I won't hurt you. Be my friend. Uh, you know, just they have, they don't have that ability to you know, just choose to to not cause harm or to not act on their instincts. Um, they don't have that ability. So this would be considered a, a hellish realm or an evil realm um, because we, we can't really accumulate karma in a way as much as we could in the human realm. So we can't get any further to that God consciousness um, consciously really it's just kind of like maybe something like natural makes them accumulate karma like take my cat for example like my cat she's basically part of this hellish realm right these evil realms and when she does bad stuff like break stuff or like pee on something on purpose or something like that like i'm sure she's accumulating bad karma by doing that but you know when she's loving me and kissing me and being cute and being like a nice cat like is she accumulating good karma like i don't I don't know. How does that work? <laughs> um, okay, so then next, going on to the next one is the ghost realm, or preta. Now, this is like the hungry ghost realm, and this is caused by cravings or attachments, like super deep cravings or attachments, and, you know, acting on those in the waking life, so probably like the human realm, right? And these have been described to have, like, I think it's like giant stomachs and small mouths and it's supposed to be like really creepy and stuff. And these are hungry ghosts, you know, they'll eat uh, probably any soul that enters. And this is just from being just swarmed or drowned by these cravings or attachments, right? And then the last is the hell realm or Naraka. And you end up here because of theft, because of lying, because of adultery. This is like... This is like the the seven deadly sins or you know the sins that in the in the Bible, right? If you if you do all the sins and you just this is hell basically. And now this is broken down in even more realms like like the god realms, how it's it's divided into 26 d- different sub realms. The same goes for the hell realms, but they are eight. And uh some of them include, you know, extremely hot scorching realms where you're burning constantly and then there's extremely cold realms where you're basically like freezing to death and then there's realms where you're being eaten alive and just there's different types of just torture basically um and these are the hellish realms this is the the naraka the hell realm um so i don't know guys what what have you what what do you think what do you think i so what i think coming to, you know, this conclusion and learning about all this stuff, me personally right now, like, if I were to die right now, like, I can't, like, I can't even begin to imagine what how what happens. And this is why it's so hard for me to come to any kind of conclusion. Like, no matter how many things I learn, it's just, like, the moment I die, I can't even imagine what's gonna happen. Like, do I still have this inner voice in my head? Do I still have, like, and does this voice change? Because this only, vo- like, this voice, my voice now comes with this body. Like, the only reason why I have this voice is because I'm in this physical body. So when I leave the physical body, will I still have this voice? Like, what would be the thing talking in my head? Would it take up a different voice, like a different pitch? Or... Like, what is it that's speaking? Is it even speaking at all? Do I hear anything? What is able for me to, pers- like, to hear? 
Like, do I just know? Like, as soon as I, like, die, my physical body dies, like, it's just, like, knowing. It's just awareness. Like, knowing awareness. Like, I know everything, but there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to think about because I just know. Because I just am. Isness. And I'm just aware. I'm aware that I'm isness. And that's it. I'm just awareness. Ising awareness. <laughs> and then what? Like, then what? I meet my family? So then, okay, so I don't think. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to die and then, like, I'm going to see my family members. I think that in the process of my, my physical body, like, leaving, I think that I might see family members just because, like, I'm still kind of attached to this physical body. So I'm still going to, you know, involve myself in this lifetime of things. But... Like, maybe I like maybe that could happen, right? Like, I'm like, oh, my family members. And then, like, I might see them somehow. But then, like, I feel like that'll be very fast, maybe. And then I'll be reborn. I feel, okay, maybe when I die, I might see everything. Like, I might know everything. Like, all the knowledge that ever is and ever was of me and everything else and everything just floods into my awareness. And I just know. And then... Maybe I'm just reborn again, like, that instant. Like, it's just like, okay, I know. And then, <laughs> depending on what I did in this life. So I do feel like whatever I do in this life has something to do with my next life. So my main goal in life, because I would always say is to attain enlightenment. But what does attain enlightenment mean? That means to escape dukkha, to escape the samsara, this maya, this illusion. To end the cycles of birth and death and rebirth, Right? That is my goal, is to not come back here, honestly. Like, okay, the human realms is considered, like, a golly realm, I guess, because we have the option. But, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> I've been here, I've been here, what, 22 years, going on 23, and I, I just, I don't want to be here. And that doesn't mean that, you know, I don't appreciate my existence, and I'm going to go off myself or anything like that. Like, no, I'm here till the end, guys, but... It's just, like, I, it's just not something I want to do. It's, it's not, you know, I've always had a deep craving to be back home, be back to oneness, be back to source. I feel as if I am a drop wandering outside of the ocean, waiting to get put back into the ocean. And that is why I don't want to be reborn. This is why I say I try to attain enlightenment because I want to escape the endless cycles of samsara. To leave the illusion of maya. So, I don't know. I hope when I die, whatever I accomplish, I hope that w at the moment that I die, I have accomplished maybe so much that I won't be reborn. Maybe. You know, I'm hoping to, you know, eventually I'll become, if you follow my path, like, if, not my path specifically, like, if you follow me, like, on, whether it be social media, through my writings, like, if you continue to follow me and to, to read, you know, my journey and listen to my journey as, as these years go on, as we grow together, I hope that maybe in the future I will become a monk or something like that. Like, I intend to spend time in a monastery or a temple, um... In the future, in probably the far future. But I also heard some places don't accept you if you have kids, so I'm gonna have to do it before I have kids. If, if even if I do have kids, I don't know. It's either way. Like some, I need to, I need to do something. You know, like because what I'm doing now, you know, it feels like some stuff, but I'm not doing enough. Like how am I gonna get there on time? And like, what if I don't? What if I die now? Like I feel like when you die, that is your moment to die. Like there is no, like oh, you died too early, died too soon, like they're supposed to die in that moment because it's already written. So if I die, like, if I'm just walking across the street, like, tomorrow and I get hit by a car and I die, and if I have the awareness still in me, I'm like, wow, that's really how I died? Like, that all I did in my life was what I was meant to do because that's what it feels like. Like, that's it? Like, that's what I was meant to do? And it wouldn't feel like I did anything. So I want to at least try to do something before I can die and be like, wow, I didn't do anything. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe I did some stuff. I changed... 
I've changed like maybe a handful of people's lives, I feel, because I know I changed at least two people's lives because they've told me personally. That's a, but I don't, like, maybe there's a few others that haven't told me personally, so I always say a handful because I don't know. But I want to change more people's lives. If I've changed your life, let me know so I can add you to the list. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not my goal to change people's lives. It's my goal to help people become aware of what's more than this physical reality because this physical reality is such uh, and not that I don't see the beauty in it because it is God everything is God itself but it's like what is all this other like extra stuff like that extra stuff is also God but like it's like come on like I I just I don't know I just can't guys (laughs) it's just so what I try to show people is that, look, there's, there's another way of looking at this reality. There's another way to go about life. To see things for maybe what it is, maybe what it's not, who knows. But there is something more. And I think that that's my goal. That's my goal is to show people that there is something more and to escape this reality. To escape this illusion. Um, so yeah. And what what happens after I die? I don't know. Uh, I feel like maybe I might see some some answers. You know how I feel? I feel like it'll be like the Avatar. Like, have you ever seen Avatar The Last Airbender when he gets, uh, what is it, like, electrocuted by Azula and he cuts off his communication with all his past lives? And then, towards the end, like, when he's fighting, um, who's he fighting? The, the Fire Lord. What's his name? I don't know his name right now, but he's fighting the Fire Lord. This is the end, end, end of the show. Like, last few episodes of the show. He's fighting the Fire Lord, and then, you know, that thing hits his scar where he got electrocuted, and he's reconnected with his past lives, and he opens up his crown chakra, and he can, you know, do the Avatar state. He can control the Avatar state again. So, I kind of feel like that's how it's going to be. I feel like when I die... I'm going to remember all of my past lives because I, okay, I do remember one of my past lives and this is why, like, I don't know if it's like, oh, my energy used to be in that life. So I don't know if I can agree whether there's reincarnation or rebirth, whether there's a soul or not. I kind of do, I am leaning more towards there being a soul. Um, but I do remember one of my past lives, and I don't know if I talked about, I must have talked about this, um, when it comes to, like, Moana. I, I talked about it recently. I feel like I talked to somebody about it recently. Um, I, th- I feel like it was in the podcast. Check out the most recent few episodes. Um, but I did remember one of my past lives, and when I remembered, during my first Astro trip, I remembered... Um, something, I remembered everything. It was kind of like the universe showed me everything. And this is why I say, like, I feel like once you die, you'll, you'll just automatically, like, know everything. I, it was kind of like the information of everything poured into me. And I remembered all of my past lives, kind of like that avatar moment where I got connected with all of my past lives and then also infinite knowledge. So I feel like that's what happens when I die. Like, whatever happened on that acid trip, that's what happens when I die. I get reincarnated, I mean, like, re-in-touch. Like, I remember all of my past lives, and I remember everything. And then, I don't know, maybe I talk to somebody real quick and be like, whoa, so you've, uh, you lived a good life. Like, I don't know, maybe I'll talk to somebody. Maybe there's somebody there, I don't know. Um... And then I just, I feel like I'll just get put right back into the pool if I did, if I didn't do what I was supposed to do, or, you know, I didn't do enough, or, you know, I'll escape samsara, and who knows, I'll be like a, I'll be a god, I'll be god, um, or I just won't be anything, like, then it'll just cease to exist, but I, I hate, I feel like something continues, like, something has to continue because, you know, the whole energy, energy can't be destroyed, so, like, what, once I... It can only be destroyed, what, it, unless it's transmuted. I think it's if it's transformed. Energy can be transformed. So maybe I'll just transform into a god or, like, the clouds or something that, you know, isn't part of any of the realms, you know? It's like, it's just the universe itself. Like, I'll be transformed into a mountain or something like that, you know? Maybe that's what happened to Shiva and he turned into a lingam. That's why we worship the Shiva lingam. I don't 
know. Maybe, yeah, who knows, right? Who knows, guys? I don't know. I'd love to hear what you, I'd love to hear what you have to say. What What do you think happens after you die? What do you think happens? <sighs> yeah, and is there an afterlife? Is there an afterlife? Will you be reborn? Will you be reincarnated? Do you have a soul? Do you not have a soul? I'd love to know. Um, but with that being said, uh, this is the end of the episode, and I really appreciate you guys listening, and I hope this brought some kind of insight or perspective into your life of what happens, you know, what, what is this all really? What is this existence now? When we think about the afterlife, we think about what is happening now. If there, if there is such thing of that afterlife that exists, how is it all interconnected with this present moment? And what can we do now to, to help guide us in the right path to whatever end result we may want? I will close this off with a verse from the Tao. This is verse 26. The heavy is the root of the light. The still is the master of unrest. Therefore, the sage traveling all day does not lose sight of his baggage. Though there are beautiful things to be seen, he remains unattached and calm. Why should the Lord of Ten Thousand Chariots act lightly in public? To be light is to lose one's root. To be restless is to lose one's control. Namaste. Namaste.